If you say that something is at a crossroads, you mean that it has reached a very important stage in its development where it could go one way or another. Are you at a crossroads? A crucial point, especially where a decision must be made. I wear a cross around my neck to remind me of Jesus and the cross and the decision that I made. I'm glad Jesus made the decision, aren't you? Let God direct your path. Now studying John chapter 3, and God will put you in the right place where you can heal. Those who love the truth, and I believe that you, my friend, are looking for that truth, will come into the light, for the light will reveal that it was God who produced your fruitful works. Teacher, are you aware that the one you told us about is at the crossing place? He's now baptizing crowd larger than yours. People are flocking to him. Let's go and see. Warning. The following contains biblical content, raw gospel, sudden and spontaneous worship, and something not preached everywhere, the Word of God. This is church formatted for the internet. Coming up next, now here they are, saints on a mission from God.
Have I told you the story about the little church out in the middle of nowhere that changed our lives? Um, I don't know if I've, I've gotten into that or not, but no, no, I we had it. come no. back from... Uh, no, no, you haven't. No, Let's, I haven't heard this. I'm, okay. I, I'm excited now. Let's hear it. Well, <laughs> we came back from being missionaries, and quite frankly, we were burned out and upset because right in the middle of our teaching and... Uh, other work, um, there was a coup, and we had to leave the country. We were required to leave the country. And so we're in the United States, and we're just saying, what is this all about? Everything's been messed up here. And um, so we eventually found our way to a little church out in the country. And the way it happened was we had a favorite singer, and he was a guest singer at that church. Um, where we went to the concert, enjoyed it, and somehow we must have said something about having missionary background to someone. And it got to the pastor, and the pastor gets up and says, we're so glad to have uh, these missionaries in our church tonight. And my wife and I looked at each other like, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't want to be known as missionaries because that was just, bad news for us. And um, so we made our way out as quickly as we could, but not before a couple of elders got to our car. And the pastor also got to the car and they said, hunting you down. Will you, will you please come to church on Sunday? We really believe God sent you here and, and just, just come to church on Sunday and, and see what you think. And I was kind of negative, but we decided okay, okay, these people are nice people. Maybe it'll be all right. Maybe and, it'll be all but, right. But we were very skeptical. So we went to church, and I wasn't impressed, and uh, I don't know how my wife thought about it. And then Monday came, and Monday evening, the pastor and the two elders show up at our house. And, you know, I was so upset and angry. That's the real word. I was angry about what happened to us hmm. uh, overseas. And I just let it go. And they said, well, what did you think of, of the, the message? And I said, oh, there's a lot of problems with the message. And there were a couple of major mistakes. And <laughs> then they said, how was Sunday school, which was taught by the pastor? And I pointed out all the mistakes and problems <laughs> with Sunday school. Uh -huh. And I mean, I think they understood we were unloading a bunch of garbage that had nothing to do with them. I really believe they have that they had that discernment. And so at the end of that time, they said something that just overwhelmed me. They said, "Will you come and help us do better?" Mm -hmm. And I thought, "Wow." Anyone that would take all the garbage I was throwing at them and come back with that, they've got to be the real thing. They've, they've got to have the goods. Mm. So we went back. And that church, I'm talking about the whole church working together, they helped us to heal. It took months. And they also took some big chances with us because they made me the Sunday school superintendent. <laughs> Well, there you and go. They roped in my wife with some other tasks, and, and they had me preach every now and then. And, I mean, I, I don't know how God did it, but I, 
it was all God's leading and it was all a part of his healing process. And when I think of the spirit moving and you don't know where it comes from or where it's going, I think, wow, was that ever the case? We went to hear a singer and that was it. We had no further intentions and God brought healing through the whole situation. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed because I felt like a big zero and somehow God saw some potential there. And and some of God's people saw that potential as well. Yeah, Don, the verse 21 here is uh, what I was looking at earlier, and uh, you just explained it uh, so well here in the last uh, five minutes. Verse 21 says, But those who love the truth will come into the light, for the light will reveal that it was God who produced their fruitful works. And that's what the Bible talks about, uh, that that we should be a living sacrifice mm-hmm. that that others will see, you know, let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that and that's that is the best witness, the best um you don't have to make an altar call, you know, as we're so religiously trained. Um people will see and know that God is real mm-hmm. just just as he revealed himself to you. Yeah. And that's how he built his church. And how he can do such wonderful work through, this was a little church in the middle of nowhere. It was at a crossroads. It was, you know, miles from any town of any size. And these were just folks that lived in the area. It was nothing elaborate. It was, it was just a little church, but the right people were there and God was there. And that's what counts. Uh, but um, yeah, as I look as I look back, uh, and I'm sure Sandy can attest to this too, that uh, the the first churches or the first church that we both went to um, were at the crossroads, probably in more than one uh, ways or the other. Nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, and that's that's where God, you know, if it wasn't but for God, um, you know, we wouldn't be where we are here today. Yeah, yeah, that's where we got established yeah. in right. the faith. Where God established, I mean, you know, you, you know, he, he got your attention, you know, at the counseling session, but, uh, you know, then he sent you somewhere, whether, whether we knew we were being sent or not, because, uh, that's what God has a habit of doing is his spirit directs you, your path. And, uh, and, and that, that comes back to the beginning of verse 17 that, uh, I'm still still uh, trying to uh, unpack that first sentence that God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. Yeah. You know, and some, you know, some, some, some say that he came into the, to save the world. I mean, is, is he, is he talking about, uh, you know, global warming or, or, you know, save the tree or, or what was God's plan? And, uh, you know, he did, did, and this is Jesus talking that, uh, you know, he, he came to rescue us and there was, uh, it goes on to say that, uh, and this is what he's rescuing us from, you know, this is what God saw that the light of God has now come into the world, which, which it has with Jesus standing there before Nicodemus. But the people love darkness more than light because they want darkness to conceal their evil. And and another verse that we don't want to we don't mention too often is so the wicked hate the light and try to hide for it for the light fully exposes their lives. Uh. It is a battle 
to overcome the evil of the world. And we look so much to different things to, uh, you know, stop evil from doing what it does. And it's a good ministry to do, to do that. But without God, um, we fail. Yeah, and I was, when you were saying, uh, he came and he rescued me. He rescued me right on the spot. Right. In that counseling session, he rescued me because I had no idea where I was going to go, what happened after I died, all of those things. It's like, why, what is my purpose for even being alive? And he rescued me. He says, hey, it's all about me. He's saying it's all about me. Jesus is saying it's all about, and if you trust me, I will use you to touch other people. I was reading in something this morning, um, thinking about, you know, we make New Year's resolutions as we're getting closer to the New Year, guys. Oh, yes. You know, and one of the things it says, um, if we are growing in Christ, if we are being his disciples and walking close to him, then each year that we're alive should be more fruitful than the year past. Let sure. that sink in for a while. It's like so is was twenty twenty one more fruitful than twenty twenty one than twenty twenty in my life? And am I representing Christ? Am I following him and trusting him in all things? And that's a sobering thing to think about, guys. I don't know about the rest of you, but mm-hmm. all you people out there listening to is like, is my life being fruitful? Is my life counting for him? Am I having an impact because of him? And that's what, that's why, um, um, that's why I love, I go back to what Jesus said, you know, I am speaking eternal truths, eternal. So we're dealing with eternal things. When we're out and about sharing the good news, it's all about eternity and eternal truths. And, uh, and the last sentence in our, uh, text today says it was god who produced our our fruitful works there it is yeah it says their fruitful works but uh yeah he's speaking about those who see the light see yeah. his light and he's producing it yeah he's producing the fruit that's right he, i'm just uh, i'm just a vessel and he just says well i'm gonna pour it in and you just pour it out that's right i'm just gonna pour in my life into you and that's what paul says too when he's when he's uh uh, when he's speaking, you know, he always says, you know, I'm I'm just pouring out what, what has been poured into my life. And as John said, you know, he spoke about it's uh, or Jesus is saying, I'm only telling you about all that I've experienced, all the things that are important in life, why I am here. And um, that's that's what he says. Those are eternal truths. And the whole time he was had the exchange with Nicodemus, he what what was what was happening was uh, his hardened heart because he's hardened it around his understanding was being chipped away right there with the with the master chipper right in front of him uh jesus was just speaking to him the light fully exposed his life and and that heart just melted and now he loves the truth and it'll that comes into the light and it says again in that last verse for the light will reveal that it was God who produced their fruit. Sandy, it occurs to me that there are two complementary principles here that were true in your counseling situation. The first was the Holy Spirit was moving, Mm -hmm. and we don't know where he came from or where he's going, but he was moving. He was drawing you. He was connecting with you. And then the other principle that complements that is in verse 21, but those who love the truth will come into the light. And that's your response. That's your love 
for God and your love for the truth is what drew you to him. Um, and so both were going on. I, I believe that's true. Uh, I, I believe that's the case. That is true. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Don. That's why it's exciting for all of you listeners out there, um, because it is a matter of the heart, you know, a hardened heart and how we view things. And when Jesus comes, he changes everything. It's like that's like that. But God, he comes and your whole world is changed. That's right. And he just mm. infuses you with his spirit, which is yeah. love, kindness, uh, gentleness, you know, perseverance, all those things. He gives us all those fruits of the spirit so that we can be different. There's the word. That's Different right. from the rest of society. We should be different. We should have love. People should look at us and say, there's the example. That's Jesus in the flesh. That's that's a disciple. And it's like, we should be different. And that's maybe that's what we need to leave uh, the people with today is that he makes all the difference in our lives. He does. He is the difference. And he is the reason that we continue on to talk about him. Tell people about me. Share the gospel. Tell them about me. Tell them about me. There was a friend of mine uh, uh, years ago that I, I loved it. He traveled in a um, in an RV, and he would go into churches, and he would talk to the pastor before uh, the church service would happen, and he'd start telling stories. And inevitably, in most of those churches, what the pastor would do is, hey, Ron, can uh, can you do you have a couple of stories for us? Because it's uh. And uh, that's what he would do. He would tell mm-hmm. stories about what Jesus had done on his adventures. That's right. You know, th- and, and it's real. And I think about, I, you know, I, I, I just get heartsick because I loved that man so much. When he died, um, it really had an impact on me in m- more than one way. But the, one of the impacts is like, like he did, just keep telling stories, Sandy. Mm-hmm. And to be telling stories, that means you have to be out there. You have to yeah. be out there engaging the world that's right you know and not be afraid and that's what the excitement is because you engage the world you're 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 with the creator of the universe all power and all strength is there what are you worried about you know it's like he is with you and that's what makes that's what makes my life worthwhile and you listeners is that this is available to everyone he doesn't he wants to change your hard heart to a heart of flesh and he wants to become real to you he wants to infuse you with who he is. Amen. Amen. What's it doing? <laughs> Your timer. I'm I'm confused. Yeah, he's got a timer here, and it's uh. Oh no, that's just a clock. <laughs> oh, that's just a clock. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it flashes now and then. <laughs> well, I think we're fine for today. I think that's it. Was uh, I'm yep. blessed. I'm blessed. I hope the listeners are blessed. Yeah. And I'm really blessed what you shared too, Don. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's really it's really good to get together. It keeps it really things, is. It keeps things in the right perspective. It does. And it, it gets me fired up. It's like yeah, that's why that's why that's why I'm alive today. Another day to share and tell people about him. Yeah. Another part of my story that I didn't mention was that when I got engaged with that church, immediately when I went to work, I started sharing more of Christ and, and telling what he was doing. And, and just, it was it was not quite a conversion, but it was really a, a shift for me because I was so, so much into nursing those hurts from the past. And instead I was reaching out to people at work and, and uh, telling them the good news. 
That was just the natural response. Yeah, there's the formula. Don. There's the formula. That's the formula. It's right like, there. Yep. You just uh, you just keep telling them about me, tell them about Jesus, and yeah. then you're going to be lifted yeah. up and you're yeah. going to be chained. Tell them right. about me. Yep. I got I got a post it right here, uh, Don, that I just held up to uh, Sandy. It says, "Tell them about me." That was our instructions for the week. <laughs> there you go. This is Pastor Kevin on behalf of Brother Don, Pastor Sandy, and our Minister of Music, Liz. We thank you for listening with us today. If you would like to comment or contact our hosts, you can by sending a direct message, a DM, to on Twitter to at net or text or voice to 218 461 0164 and we'll be happy to uh, communicate with you and even have you on our show so greetings and blessings to the church that meets at your house have a great day your gospel network is an intergenerational christ-centered not-for-profit internet mission church, a network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as PGN.Church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations. 